don't care, Eddie. I'm an American woman now. I want what's coming to me. Eddie, what have you done for me lately? I want you to be happy with what you want. Half! Give me half, Eddie! Give me half, Mr. Fuck You Man! This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, E. Simon. I'm Wackerly. What's up there, Hi. Wacker? How you doing tonight? I'm doing all right. You um, you looking forward to seeing me this weekend? Oh yeah, you're coming up here, aren't you? <laughs> I can't believe. Yeah, of course forgot. I am. I don't yeah, believe yeah. you're going to come out, actually. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to make it for your little best show concert or best coast or whatever that is. Dude, when did you get into best coast? Are you just doing it solely for the ladies? No, I've I've liked them since they came out. I find them uh, so do good. You, do you sometimes... <laughs> That's why I'm not a music critic. I don't know. I find them good. So is it like kind of a band that you listen to when you're at your computer doing work? Or is it more like a scented candles around the bathtub, Indigo Girls, Tori Anus? And uh, a little bit of Best Coast mix? All occasions, my friend. <laughs> All occasions. It's funny, because you know what? I never even knew that they were that, like, hip. I just knew I liked them. I, I just like the, like, I like the retro, distorted sound. That's all I like. But no, then, now that I'm going to see them tomorrow, I'm reading all these, like, concert reviews and st- and their new album's coming out. And I, so they're this, like, indie darling. Yeah, isn't, like, did, Urban, really, isn't Urban Outfitters and Urban Outfitters sponsoring their show or sponsoring maybe. their new album or something? Maybe. So I, I guess that means there'll be lots of women at this show. Oh, dude, it's going to be every girl in my office is is so excited about this concert because it's at, um, it's at the, with the Fox Theater in Oakland, which is a great venue. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, Best Coast is the first time she's coming around. And all these girls in the office are talking about it. And I was like, wow, I bet you that audience is probably going to be 75% hot hipster chicks. Yeah, you know? I, I'm kind of giving up. <laughs> I'm just I'm just not cut out for dating. I'm just giving up. I even deleted my OkCupid profile. What? It, it seemed to be. It seemed to be. Where's your heart? It seemed to be waste of time. Waste of time isn't the right word. It seemed to be a useless distraction. It, it wasn't. Nothing was happening. Right, nothing okay, was working okay, okay. out. How many OkCupid days did you successfully? I guess go on successfully actually go through with. I told you one. You always Just bring one. this up to throw okay, in one. my face. How, how can That's you exactly really what I'm gauge saying. If I would have been going on more, if I would have been going on more dates, it wouldn't have been a useless distraction. The fact that I'm this is not turning into dates, and it's definitely not turning into sexy times. Uh, well, I mean, what, what, okay, me what is was, why it's a useless distraction. That's what why was the I watershed. It. Where was the turning point? What, what happened? What made you turn your back on OkCupid? In all, well, and are you talking OkCupid in all online dating sites? Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna delete my OkCupid and immediately open up a Match.com account. You're just but, against uh, online dating. Yeah, 
I made I made the decision how I make all major life decisions. I was hungover and annoyed. And I, <laughs> no, I could just I was, see you in your underwear at your computer, and you you could log into OKCupid, no messages, no one's poked you, no, no, one's no looked at exactly your the op- exactly the You're opposite. Like, Fuck I, this. I, it's exactly <laughs> the opposite. I woke up hungover, went to my computer. Saw, you know, another three messages from OkCupid, like one of the automatic ones and one from a girl that I had no interest in, obviously. And then another automatic bullshit notification. And I was just like, eh, log in, delete, done. And it's gone. And now you're just like, so you're not even going to look into any, if there's a new online dating site, you wouldn't even entertain the notion. Why would it be any different? Why would it be any different? Okay, okay. Well, what about okay? What about this one here, Wackerly? Before before you turn your back on the what internet, what about what about just well before you get into that? What about just an online prostitution site? That well, I might consider. Well, that's kind of what I'm leading towards here. Oh, great! <laughs> Let's carry on. So, have you heard of the Russian version of Facebook? The Russian well, isn't Facebook kind of worldwide? Does Russia have its own special version? Yeah, I think I think they have their own variation of it. It's called V Contact. I, you know, actually, I don't even know how to say it. It's just V K O N T A K T E. V Contact. About right. I, I don't know. V, we're going to call it V Contact because I don't I don't know how to pronounce Russian words. But it's the if most I'm thinking popular. about dating online. I don't know if I want to go to a site with V in the title. <laughs> it's a little too close. V Contract. V D Contract. Is that what it's called? <laughs> they might have the venereal part, but there's no disease part. You'd be fine. That's true. Venereal Vagina. contact. Sure. That's what you're looking for. I guess it is what I'm looking for. So the, it's the most popular Russian language social network. So it's the Russian variation of Facebook. I imagine like Facebook. Does Facebook uh, translate to every language? I mean, do they have their own? I don't know how that works in other countries. In my page, I see a lot of English people, obviously. Yeah, but... I certainly see a lot of limeys. Pretty much everyone <laughs> posting on my page is a limey. But I see a lot of like Swedish people, and I I have no idea. they're using letters that I don't even know what that letter is. It's got like extra circles and dots on it and shit. Well, perhaps Facebook didn't catch on in uh, in Russia. But so this V Contact's a pretty big place. It's a it's a Russian language social network. But what is happening right now? It it translates the name translates into in touch. But what's happening right now? It's become the online meat market for schlubby American men. To score with hot young Eastern European brides. And Wackerly. Schlubby, yes. I can't think of a better adjective to describe my co host here. (laughs) We need a better. Can I be like a metro schlub? (laughs) I can see. You're you're almost like geek schlub. Is geek schlub? Because geek chic, geek schlub. How about what geek is also not (laughs) salutary? How about chic, schlub, chic? Okay, all right, all right. I'd I mean, go for that, schlub sheet. I got my I'm my schlub look. I carry it well. It works for me. It, it does. Of. Okay, well, what, okay you're an intelligent schlub. You're not just like run-of-the-mill, you know, regular Joe drinking Bud Light at the Applebee's type of schlub. You're an intelligent schlub. So it'd be, I guess, nerd schlub. Nerd also has negative connotations. <laughs> I'll dr- by the way, I will go drink Budweiser at the Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> you tell, tell me the date and time. Uh, I'm there. <laughs> anyway, so so before you turn your back on the internet, I, I I think I strongly recommend you checking out this V Contact. So all these schlubby American men are going there. They're starting up conversations using Google Translate to communicate with these hot young Eastern European chicks. 
and and they're finding foreign love. You know, I mean, I think that's that, that's the thing. It's the internet has allowed creepy foreign men to go over there and score with hot young chicks. But how is this? I mean, hasn't there always, even before the internet, been the whole mail order bride business? I mean, how is this different from that? Which is creepy, and the the entire concept of mail order bride is just creepy. But yeah, Can you you're get right. Into why it's so creepy? Because <laughs> it's, it's very fertile ground. Well, I, it's just weird to you know the just to add capitalism to to love. You know, it's just <laughs> the, the, this whole institution of marriage. But it's just the fact that you're basically paying somebody to find this complete hot stranger half your age, import her into your country to be your wife. She doesn't even speak I mean, the it's language. Like har- it's harvesting. Like, you know, the men with money from the first world country go into the second world. Second or, well, or let's third. just say less developed. Yeah. And, and like harvest the hot, young, you know, impoverished women from that, that culture. But they're not all victims. They're more than willing to step up and have a better life. Oh, of course they are. But I mean, what about their what about their families and the men they would have married if they'd stayed in the village? I mean, they're, they're the victims. <laughs> yeah, well, you're, you're right, though. Western dudes have used the internet to find Eastern European brides for years, and uh, before the internet, they went through international matchmaking agencies, which charge like they charge for access, but to thousands of women who are looking for foreign husbands. I imagine these women just like have this conception of America as like. The streets are paved with gold. All of these rich men driving their Mercedes Benzes, you know, and, so, and, and their Cadillacs. That could be me. They and eat st- food every day. <laughs> Toilets <laughs> they, they, flush. I, know, I don't have to have sex with goat in America. <laughs> well, maybe you do. Depends. But, but that's what they do. These international agencies have these romance tours where they take these schlubby middle-aged American divorcees, it, it, who pay thousands of dollars to meet these? They're not hot, always divorcees, but probably a high percentage. Are. I imagine a lot of the middle-aged ones are, but yeah, like, I think a high percentage are. But which they is meet another, these, which is another, which is another creepy thing, chicks. right? I mean, they've they've tried, they tried it with the American woman, and the American woman was just too demanding. You know, she she wanted to talk about the problems, and you know, I just wanted to come home and have my meat and potatoes on the table, and have my bed made, and my clothes folded and pressed, and the floor be vacuumed, and the house to be painted, and the laundry mode, and that's all I wanted was to have a slave, and my American <laughs> wife wouldn't do that. Well, it's kind of true, though. I mean, in a sense, you know, part of it is, too, it's like these guys are you know, I imagine like the really wealthy ones, like the wealthy middle-aged divorcees who aren't giving half their income to their wife for child support, probably could afford to buy, you know, be a sugar daddy to some stripper or some hot chick that's 28 years old that will suck their dick as long as they buy them like a Cartier bracelet every now and then, you know? I imagine that happens, but I bet you the run-of-the-mill guy from like Lansing, Michigan, who works at Best Buy... You know, he he's not going to pull the type of ass that is at the same caliber as he would get in Eastern Europe. Well, and that, okay, now you brought me to another creepy thing. Is th- it seems to be invariably these dudes who are participating in this service have a completely overinflated view of of sort of the league of women they should be pursuing. Well, I think it's it's this, it's a schlub delusion, the delusional schlub. 
Yeah, I agree. And, and as a schlub, I have to say, I have no delusions about my, well, my you, prospect. You're pragmatic. I mean, you're realistic about it. But I think these guys... I, I, look, I look back at the girls that I've dated, and I'm amazed. I'm like, what in the fuck? Why, why was she with me? It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't believe it. But, 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 but the thing is, I mean, if you think about these guys... Okay, maybe then maybe we're de- we're you know we're deriding them and dismissing them for being delusional, but at the same time maybe they're opportunists. I mean they know they're a big fat schlubby looking dude that doesn't have much to offer, works at Best Buy, drives a Honda, but yet they make a lot more money than Balky in <laughs> Eastern Europe, and they know if they're over there they're probably like, well these girls are gonna just they don't care about what I look like, they just want my money. You know, yeah. You know, it's, it's are you, this. This kind of com- this comes up in Game of Thrones. I have to say, because if you watch the show and you're up on the second season or the books, obviously Samuel Tarly is a fat schlub of all fat schlubs. A Samuel and who's he, beyond the wall. He's one of the. He the goes crows. beyond the wall and he picks up this kind of attractive pregnant girl who gets fucked by her dad. And, you know, but, like, she's a hot, do- incestuous, product of incest daughter of this guy. And Sam, who's a big, fat doof, like, he pulls her because she lives in shit. You know, exactly. Literally. South of the wall, Samuel Tarley would never have that type of ass. He would never God, even no. have access to that ass. He wouldn't even have access to that kind of ass if he was paying a prostitute for it. But, you know, north of the wall, he becomes this, like, complete prize of man, man, manlyhood. Manlyhood? I, sure, I think that's not? exactly what, what it is. I mean, these, this, you know, Samuel Tarley is the same as that, that schlubby guy who, you know, works at Best Buy in Ohio. In Eastern Europe... You know, you, across the Best ocean. Buy twice, and now we're going to get people who work at Best Buy sending a tape okay. mail. Like, let's, you know, like let's Lowe's, say Kinko's. The post Lowe's, office. Lowe's hardware. All right. Lowe's hardware. <laughs> let's, say, let's say that. Mailboxes, etc. Manages a Kinko's or but a Starbucks. But these Samuel Tarly types, I used to go through these agencies before the internet. And then now, a lot of these, uh, a lot of these guys are, are bypassing the agencies and going straight to the source, the social networks. Because these social networks are kind of catching on there, and they use Google Translate, and they go on there. Not only cheaper than using uh, than, than going through these agencies, they get they get on there, and they they I guess believe that they're speaking to normal, hot foreign women. Which is another question, right? I mean, as anybody who's been on the internet realizes, nobody is ever what they seem. Yeah, and that's what that's what's interesting to this, and they they. They, they they describe the the I guess plight. I don't know if I describe it as plight, but they describe the story of this guy here named Michael Ewald, who has been divorced from his wife after ten years, and then was searching for love using V contact. Ended up hooking up with a Ukrainian woman. This guy spent thousands of dollars, three trips to the Ukraine to try to meet up with a chick, and then fell through three times. And we have a mutual friend. I don't want to mention his name, but we have a mutual friend who did just this very thing. He spent. I don't know, X amount of dollars signing up for this agency. They found a really hot blonde chick from, uh, I think it was from the Ukraine, actually. And, uh, yeah, he went out. He's He went out for a week after. But, I mean, they communicated for, like, eight months back and forth. And he said it was like they had a good rapport. You know, he had seen pictures. He was like, oh, she's super hot. He ends up going out there. And, yeah, he met her at, like, a, you know, he gets checks into his hotel. He met her at this cafe. And she shows up with this, like, big, bald, like, brutish looking Russian guy and they're sitting there and had this like, oh, is that your dad <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna give me your hand 
<laughs> they had this no, really awkward not. lunch. And then she asked him that to see if he was really serious about having a relationship, he had to give her 500 bucks, like right up front. <laughs> and then he just realized... 500 I'm, American, huh? Not whatever they use in the Ukraine. <laughs> Doubloons. Stones. Yeah, I don't know what they use. <laughs> Marbles. Matchsticks. <laughs> he, he ended up saying, okay, I guess I'm being scammed. And then spent... He just left and spent the rest of the week because he, you know, he was there for a week. He ended up getting robbed. I think he got beaten up once. It was just a horrible trip for the guy. And I imagine a lot of these, you know, delusional dudes. This is a, a danger, you know, that they have to face. It's something they well, need to take into account. And I commend our friend for, you know, he communicated with her for three months. He's doing his due diligence, making sure, trying to make sure it's all in the up and up. But do you really think? That these girls are not capable of maintaining a ruse online for three months. I mean, <laughs> well, that's what they were saying about it's these not agencies. That hard. You know, these agencies they said would hire women to like, just, which is probably what happened here. I mean, they would hire women. They pay this woman to flirt with this guy, to spend thousands of dollars. The woman probably got a cut from it, and then he ends up coming out, and then you know, then she even gets even more money if she can scam him further. So I think that's why they're <laughs> gravitating towards this social network. Because it has this veil of authenticity, but why? Yeah, why aren't these scammers? Why aren't these scammers going over there? They will. It's going to be like my, you know, it's going to be like MySpace or even Facebook. I'm constantly getting friend requests from super hot women, and then it's clear that that's just like a spam account uh, where they're just trying to harvest emails and stuff. I think the thing is, it's a risk that they're willing to take because they've given up on American women. American women are too demanding. They're too materialistic and too shallow to date. You know, not even too shallow. They're just too selective no. to date some 35-year-old schlubby guy that works at, um, what's it, Office Max? <laughs> who had, who had who, yeah, who had a guy like that who has a horrible attitude, right? Don't don't forget that. I mean, that's He's the bitter. reason these women are dating. And there probably are women that want to date these guys, you know, the Office Max supply manager, but they're not but nine these guys tens. think these guys think that that uh, those women are beneath them. Exactly. That they're, they're not attractive enough. It's it's because they're completely deluded. But you know, you brought up this point before. The reason they prefer these Eastern European women is because they're more family oriented and traditional than their American counterparts. You know, he, which means he they likes, do what the man says. They're subservient. He likes their traditional values. They're more geared toward a words. family role of caregiver. Caring for a husband, which I think translates for basically into indentured servitude. Right. You know, and I mean, I, it's not even, I don't think they're going to eventually even buy their freedom. I guess if they get divorced, you know, then they will. Well, well that, now that's, that's another aspect. Like, let's say you successfully obtain your foreign bride, Eastern European or Asian or whatever, and you bring her back here. It's not, you don't get scammed. Uh, she comes back, you get married, move her into your little house, yeah, show her all kids. the cleaning products are, show her how to work the weed whacker and the lawnmower, you know. Here's an oven the, mitt, get used to wearing it. Well, you give her all the phone numbers for de de food delivery, too, because you're never calling a delivery place anymore. She, you're like, uh, order me some cheeseburgers and, you know, you know, here's some money. Here's give refrigerator. This is beer. <laughs> I'm sitting over there. When I snap, right. you run out with my beer. That's where my slippers are. <laughs> so all that you you you've now you've succeeded, right? When and, I lean uh, forward, that means back rub. But like, 
five years in, and I'm being generous here, five, five years go by this, and uh, now the woman's kind of becoming an American, right? You, she is a citizen because you got married, and she's learned the language, so she's, she's learned so, the language. Yeah, you can you can no longer keep her enslaved in your house, and she starts talking to the neighbor woman. Who's like, oh, hi, you know, I see you around, but we've never formally met. Maybe you'd like to come over and have some tea. <laughs> and then they're having tea, and then she's like, how come you're so young and attractive, and your husband, and I don't mean to be rude here, I just want to speak frank with you, is an ogre. Well, no, 50. I mean, you, you don't know how these Midwest, I picture this happening in the Midwest, you don't know how these Midwestern bitches operate. I do. Uh, it's like... Your husband, he just he's such a loving man. Like I I can see loving. why you're with him because he's so affectionate, you know? He's also a big fat pig, but he must be very emotionally <laughs> attached to you and supportive. What is and it? Then, and then what and do you then see in him? Whatever her name is, Oksana is like, uh actually no. Oh, <laughs> he, he's very uh he's very uncommunicative and he just watches football. I don't I don't he, he never asked me about my feelings. And she sows um, the seeds of discontent. What I'm saying is that whole that that what's that saying where like you can take the boy out of the country but you can't take the country out of the boy? That's not really true. <laughs> you can take the woman out of the the less developed country, the third world shithole as some people might call it. And you can definitely get rid of the third world shithole out of the woman. Like, once she's been in America, the land o' plenty, oh, believe or whatever, me, she's this not is going to in any developed country, she's going to change. So it, it's funny because we were talking about this before uh, we started the show tonight. It reminded me and you of the, that Eddie Murphy clip from Raw where he True. goes and he gets an African bush bitch. <laughs> with a big ass afro and a bone in her nose, and he's like, you know, that's the type of wife I want to bring back. She's going to be in my house, going to cook me dinner, she's going to rub my feet. You know, she's going to be completely subservient, which is, I think, what these guys want. I mean, they want a the you know the Caucasian version of the African bush bitch. You know, long legged blonde. It's a sex slave essentially. But what happens? Well, sex and chores. Don't forget about and the chores. chores. Yeah, and chores. <laughs> but then what happens when that bush bitch talks to a neighbor? So we we got a clip here. We'll play it. Refuse to get caught out there. I right, fuck that, and I'm bring her home and lock her up in the house. You go off to Africa and get you a bush woman. You can't let her mingle with American women, cause they'll change that shit up. American women stick together. Last thing they want to see True. is you got some trained bush bitch in your house. <laughs> they will catch her by herself in the kitchen and throw a monkey wrench in your whole program. As soon as they get alone, they'll be like, I can't stand it. He'll be running behind him doing everything he tell you to do. Who do you think he is? You, you ain't no God. You're a human being. He ain't supposed to treat nobody. This house is too big for one person to be cleaned up. Why don't you leave? You ain't, you're always crying. Why don't you just leave nigga? Oh, you know some girl. Do you know you can take half his money? Did you know you can take half his money? Did you know that? Did you know you entitled? You, he didn't tell you entitled to half? Oh, he only told you half the story? They probably have no idea. I mean, no. they come over. I mean, they're completely ignorant of every American custom. And as soon as they talk to the neighbor, and as soon as they make their first friend, that's when you lose your hand. As it should be, in my opinion. I mean, I if know. you really want to live in that world where the woman is subservient, more power to you. But go live over there. You go live there. You can't, like, reap all the benefits of living in a developed society where there's gender equality and blah, 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 and then make your own little encapsulated bubble of where like you get all the benefits of the less developed uh, society as far as being the you know the dominant sex in the relationship i just don't think you can rule like a king in this country i just i mean i think what you need to do is go to thailand and do it 
And you can do that there because it's customary. Like sure. It, no, but I mean, you could. Like, one of these schlubs could go to Thailand and he could probably buy, you know, a nice treehouse or something, a nice apartment, and get like three wives and sure. three girls that would take care of him. And then and he could rule there. That That's fine there. No one's going to look at that and think, okay, that's odd. Whereas in this country, no, it just You might get happen. murdered. Oh, that could happen. <laughs> But uh, that's the thing. There, I feel it's more fair because the guy's taking the good with the bad. I think you can get away with it there because the neighbors are probably either experiencing the same situation or they're, they're, they were, they're envious of your situation. But in this that's, country... That's the way of the society. That's accepted there. That's yeah. why you can get away with it. In this it. country, that's it's not going to happen. In this country, this is what's going to happen. So, she, so the African bitch talks to the neighbor, then look. To you. I gotta say, I love the African voice. It's like Coming to America. It's a great sure. movie. God, Eddie Murphy was so cool back then. Yeah. Know. What happened it's, to you him? You know, it's, uh, it's hard to be really cool for a long period of time. But his comedy, I mean, he was, I guess he Especially was probably, what, like 25 when Raw came out? 26? It was after Saturday He's probably 20, this is delirious, though, so he's probably like 27. Yeah, but he was... But it's just hard. I mean... Is is Bob Dylan cool? I, I guess. Well, you you know what you know what kind of bothered me the other day. Not not to go off too on too much of a tangent, but we're pretty much done with this bit here. But um, <laughs> I was watching clips of America's Got Talent with Howard Stern being one of the judges. Yeah, and I was depressed. I was like, "Wow, Howard Stern has gone soft." I was expecting him to just like rip into these people and to like you know, ridicule them publicly, mock them on stage. And instead, it's he's going up there and hugging them and being supportive. I, I've actually read that... Um, it bothered me. It bothered no, me I've, re- I've read that a lot of that's been edited out. And in later episodes, people who have gone to tapings of these that first round where it's like they're weeding out the really shitty people, um, in some of the later episodes, he, he will just destroy some people. That, that I mean, that's kind of what everyone was expecting. And when I first saw that, I was like, "Oh, you can't, you can't tell me Howard Stern hasn't gone soft." They're easing, every, they're easing everybody into it. They didn't want to sort of turn off all the Midwestern housewives on the first episode. That's my theory. So the funniest part about this bit, but he's was, he's old. I mean, people expect him to be like he was when he was like back on, you know, when he had the show, the TV show. Just, you can't be like that for 40 yeah, years. Or yeah, but I, I mean, at the same time, it's like, you know, this is the same guy that was, you know, having his interns use a Sharpie to, like, point out cellulite on these chicks. You know, there is a cellulite on them. And it's just like, okay, anyone who would who would be, you know, cruel enough to do something like that wouldn't lose their edge to this point where they're hugging some idiot contestant on a reality show on stage. I don't know. I'm, I'm, Did he I'm, deserve I'm, a hug or was he shitty? I don't know. The guy started crying after he performed his song, and Stern like well, went up and gave him a hug. And it's about the was the performance good? They didn't actually show the performance. They just all they, it was clips of just Stern's responses to people. Oh. So I didn't actually watch the show. I, I'm still convinced that if somebody sucks, he will tell them that they suck because he's still. I mean, I've listened to his current show on series, and you know, he still is a straight shooter. Well, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that he does. I don't know. So, Wackerly, I, you know, I don't know if I've convinced you here with, um, with my argument to uh, not give up entirely 
on social networking sites for finding love. You know, social. I think I've made sites. it clear that I'm not going to get a Ukrainian bride for All right. about five different reasons. Well, if you do, don't let her talk to uh, you know your neighbors. Just kind of keep her in your house, and uh, yeah, and then it's a kind of a win-win situation for you. <laughs> let, let me amend that. I'm not going to go looking for a Ukrainian bride. I mean, if something were to happen organically and I met a Ukrainian girl, I mean, I, I have nothing against Ukrainians. <laughs> I want to throw that out there. If any Ukrainian ladies want to drop me their email, some you know, sexy pics. If you think about it, V-Contact should actually really give us some money to promote their uh, social networking site on this show. Because I think a lot yeah. of our fans fit the schlubby American male description. Next time, get the money first. Before we give them free publicity. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, people, right. this is episode uh, 330 here of uh, Sick and Wrong. Quick recap of last week's show. It was the Mother's Day show, and uh, we were giving out the Sick and Wrong Mother of the Week Award. And uh, we did two stories. We did one about a mother who allowed her baby, her five-month baby, to be raped, and another mother who um, solicited help from her daughters to have naked pics done of themselves, or done of herself. And uh, the Sick and Wrong Mother of the Week award goes to... You get a drum roll here? No? No. no drum roll. All right. Um, Sick and Wrong Mother of the Week award goes to the mother who allowed the baby rape. Yeah, that one Figures. won by a landslide. I know. I kind of figured that one would too. Because I mean, if I said the kid was five months old. If it was a four-year-old, maybe not. Maybe not. Um, congratulations there, listener one. You won Sick and Wrong. People who know the way the show works, Wacker and I present the most disturbing news times of the week, and they are all articles that you send to us. You can send to them at sickandwrongpodcast.com, Facebook, Twitter, even through the Sick and Wrong forum. The audience will vote, and the winner will get a Sick and Wrong care package. Uh, we did get a, a couple good stories here for this week. Before we get to that, here's a word from audible.com. Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. With over 75,000 titles to choose from, Audible has it covered. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free trial. Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. Every night with my star friends, we eat caviar and drink... So, actually, the first story here came from the Sick and Wrong Forum. A guy named Mr. Z posted it there uh this story involves a guy with a great surname randy swopes, swopes. yeah it is a good name i like it just swopes sounds almost like, like snopes well or it sounds dickensian swopes mr yeah. swopes mr swopes I'm your new chimney sweep. <laughs> uh, Randy Swopes, Illinois man who sold. Randy does not sound Dickensian. <laughs> no. Randy. Randall Swopes. Lord Mr. Randall, Randall Swopes. Swopes. Um, Randy Swopes, Illinois man who sewed his son's buttocks shut, takes the Alfred plea. That's a, that's a great crime to be accused of. Sewing your son's buttocks shut. Okay, as <laughs> so I always ask in these types of stories, buttocks or butthole? Buttocks. No, I, um, it's not his butthole. Close to his butthole, though. You know, I'll the get into it. buttocks are close to the butthole, true. I'll get into it. it it's actually, uh, he, it wasn't even his whole buttocks. It's a little bit of home surgery is, is what this guy did. 
Trying to Gotta save a buck. Surgery. Yeah. A northeastern Illinois man who stood accused of using a needle and thread to sew his son's buttocks shut has accepted a plea agreement and will not spend any time in prison. This guy must have hired the best Jewish lawyer in all of northeast Illinois. See, you know, that, that, that's the ultimate lesson here is, you know... It's a half dozen one, six of the other, because you're going to save money on the surgery by doing it yourself, but then you're going to spend all this money on a Jewish lawyer, you know, what, you know. It's, yeah, it's balance it you. out. Balance it out. I mean, where, where do you want your, you know, where, where, where do you want your money to go? A Jewish doctor or a Jewish lawyer? <laughs> yeah. Who do you want to pay? The Jews are going to win in the end. They always do. <laughs> Although I'm telling you, man, it's all about the Indian doctors. I'm, I'm, I'm veering away from the Jews on this one. Well, the Jewish as soon as the Indians expensive. start becoming lawyers, you guys are fucked. Yeah, I know. I should talk to the uh, the Illuminati about that one. <laughs> um, the Juminati, I mean. Yeah, no, I think you want the Bilderbergs. <laughs> I think the Illuminati are not so into the Jews. I think you want the Bilderbergs. I'm talking about the Juminati. It's a oh, different group well, altogether. It is the Bilderbergs, right? Uh, Randy Swopes, 52, of Waukegan, Illinois, entered an Alfred plea to aggravated battery. Uh, the way an Alfred plea works is a defendant... Does not Wait, can admit- I can I stop you again? <laughs> I I just thought your your nasally voice. I thought you were saying Alford plea, but you're saying Alfred plea. Alford, Alford plea. Alford. I've Alford. never heard that before. It's an Alford plea. I think we've done stories that uh, a defendant has entered an Alford plea. Alford. Um, the way it works is a defendant does not admit guilt, but acknowledges that prosecutors have enough evidence to possibly win a conviction. I thought that was called no contest. I think it's I think it's somewhat different because in no contest, do you actually admit guilt? Or uh, I mean, n- you, no, you're just saying. I, I, well, okay, yeah, I, no, you are. You're saying. You're virtually saying, like, look, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not, guilty, but I'm, I'm not saying, saying I'm not guilty. You have you you have enough evidence to prosecute me, so I'm basically I'm not admitting guilt, but I'm just saying I give. Maybe it's uh maybe no contest only works in civil cases and Alfred works, works in, in criminal, criminal cases. cases. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he his Jewish lawyer definitely steered him in the right direction. Swopes was sentenced to 24 months of probation and only 250 hours of community service. Dude, you got way worse for dr- drinking and dr- drinking and driving. And you even <laughs> sew your kid's buttocks shut. I demand a retrial. So listen to this. Swopes' son suffers from Crohn's disease, which has got to be just Ugh, one of the, the most horrible uh, afflictions I can imagine, especially for a teenager. I have no idea what it is. It's, it's, the, it's an inflammatory bowel disease that causes uh, inflammation or ulceration in the digestive tract. You can't hold your bowels when you have Crohn's disease. They make special charcoal underwear for people that have Crohn's disease. I've actually bought a pair for my sister for her birthday a few years ago. As a gag. Well, I, th- I think she, I guarantee that girl used it. but crohn's diseases you have like flaming liquid shit that comes out like it's really painful wow like a soft serve lava machine in your ass but the but the thing is and they have some great commercials for uh the the various drugs that treat crohn's disease but it would be one of the worst things to have because if if there's an onset you never know what might set it off like eat the wrong spicy burrito or the you know dorito loco taco next thing you know it's like you're like "Uh uh-oh Crohn's disease, immediate shit. Everywhere. Yeah. It's terrible. It makes dating hard. I mean, then, then you really are sort of stuck with resorting to for, you know, mail-order brides at that point. 
Yeah, because they're willing to put up with it unless you. I just want to say up front, I have flaming liquid shit whenever I eat. That being said, I own my own home. I've got a steady job, and I got some charcoal underwear, so it's all cool. You you know, are you interested in making a better life for yourself? See, that's what you say when you're communicating through the social network. You're emailing each other back and forth. (laughs) But you have to have Google Translate translate all that and hope that it works Into Russian. Flaming liquid shit. Yes, I see. So the disease, Crohn's disease, causes son, 14 at the time, to develop a fistula. This is like a this is like the medical uh, term educational edu- it's like an educational show of sick and wrong we're learning medical terms horrific medical terms we so, talked about the fistula before I'm sure yeah I'm sure we have so what a fistula is it's an abnormal tunnel connecting two body cavities that are not usually connected such as the rectum and the vagina just like a little <laughs> like uh, yeah it's like a little tunnel that goes it's like a little tunnel a little secret path a turd tunnel. A turd tunnel, basically, yeah. So, so when, when women shit out of their vagina, it's because of that turd tunnel. So what happens, he actually uh, developed one, a body, body cavity, a fistula in his skin outside of his rectum. So what they're typically treated with medication and occasionally surgery where they sew it up. In the case of how, sw- do you me- how do you medicate a turd tunnel? Here, take this aspirin. No, that'll clear up your tunnel. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe a topical ointment. <laughs> <laughs> glue. I think it's super yeah. glue. Rubber cement. I, I, yeah, I have yeah, no this idea. This is medication. It's called yeah. It's called crazy glue. Just smear <laughs> that around there and put a band. Just clench your it. butt shut, and that's just uh, let it go to let, let nature let, let nature work its magic here. Yeah, you don't. You know, your insurance is not very good. That's all I'm saying. We're not. We don't have money for surgery. Yeah, I don't think this guy even. I don't think uh, Randall Swopes here even had insurance. Because so his son, the fistula was on the boy's buttocks, and rather than take the teen to a doctor for treatment, Swope decided to take care of the problem himself. Drank a few beers, and sewed the fistula shut using a needle and thread. It's a resourceful father. Should have seen what he did. Should have seen the tampons he made for his daughter when she started her period. Oh, really? <laughs> Made out of duct tape or what? Just duct tape, a bunch of toilet paper, saran wrap. <laughs> just shoved it up there. It worked. worked. It worked. It's, a, it's the absorbent. You know, he's 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 a resourceful man. He's like MacGyver. I, I want to tell this Mister Swope something, and maybe he doesn't live around any uh, uh, Mexican immigrants, but um, they seem to have figured out something that Mister Randy Swopes hasn't. Just take your kid to the emergency room. They're going to be forced to fix him up, and then when they send you the bill, you throw it in the trash. You just don't pay for it. Let the taxpayer pay for it. Yeah. That's the way our system works. That's how the system works. I mean, people always say, you know, who live in better better countries than we do that have, like, you know, nationalized health care. Like, oh, you American people are brutal. You just let people die in the street. No, no, we don't. (laughs) Just go to the emergency room, get your problem fixed, and then don't pay. Yeah, I mean, we'll ruin your credit. That's ruin fine. your credit. So what? You know, these people aren't buying anything on credit at this point, anyways. So. They, they probably don't even have any credit. Yeah, I don't know why no. this guy didn't do that. I mean, maybe this guy doesn't feels he doesn't need to do that. I people mean, I have, have a theory. Sense, people, I, some people have this false sense of honor, but you know, you're sewing your kid's butthole shut or whatever buttocks. <laughs> well, second, I have a theory, second butthole shut. You it's have all, no more honor. It's all these shows, these medical shows like Grey's Anatomy, Scrubs, ER. 
Dr. House. Quinn Medicine Women. They make everybody think that, oh, I could be a doctor. I could do this. <laughs> Dr. Quinn Medicine Women hasn't been on the air for like 15 years. All right. Um. <laughs> it's probably in syndication. St. Elsewhere. Okay. The show St. Elsewhere. That show hasn't been on for 25 years. <laughs> House. House MD. House MD go. is a perfect example. I think people see Hugh Laurie and then they're like, okay, I could do that. All I got to do is affect that, that voice, that tone of voice. Can you, do yeah. his, I, can you do an impersonation of that guy? I've never seen the show. It's, it's I've not, only seen that actor doing his natural English accent, and he does he does an American accent on House, right? Yeah, it's a strange American accent. I've never seen it. So as you can imagine, the home sur- surgery did not work as intended, and the wound became uh, very infected. And so the boy was hospitalized for about a month while he recovered, and in the hospital, the, the, the uh, father was charged with aggravated battery. Where was the wife this whole time? Do you think she was, she was playing the role of the nurse? Or do you think she was just like, okay, you're doing home surgery again. I'm going out shopping. <laughs> Fuck this. I'm not going to be a part of this. You crazy, insane man. I actually have no speculation as to where the wife was. <laughs> I have no idea. He was just like scalpel. She's handing it to him. Yeah, probably. Dude, she if cares I was, for the boy. If, I don't know. If I was 14 years old and my dad was going to do some home surgery on me, like give me another bris, you know, I would have been like, dad... We got a problem there. Like I'm old enough to know better at that point. But what if he gave you a bunch of hooch? Is that how the is that how this guy anesthetized the kid? You know, like here's a. I don't even think it, they don't even mention any anesthetic. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. It's terrible. Home surgery rarely works out as intended. So what do you have here, Wankley, for the second story? I have a, this is not a themed show because my story doesn't have anything to do with this. Um, I thought we were leaning towards the theme now. (laughs) Sorry, I just found the story or, you know, somebody sent it to me, Monica, actually, off the Facebooks. Uh, The American Facebook, not the Russian Bride Facebook. Uh, V Contact, our sponsor. I mean, uh, the story. (laughs) Our sponsor to be. And uh, we're frequently, you and I, the show, uh, we're chastised for making fun of the South. And yeah, even last week. And then I feel bad about it. Yeah, making fun that of was Texas. Texas, but the South in general. But this one, I'm just going to have to just go full I'm bore. from the South. I shouldn't even make fun of that. I mean, I you say in... that, but you're not really from the South. You didn't grow up in the South. I grew up in the wilds of Africa. <laughs> South Africa <laughs> is not the South. <laughs> um... There's there's many things about this story I'm going to say before I actually get into the story. So there's that. I'm just going to just I'm telling you right now, I'm warning you. I'm going to make fun of people from South Carolina. The second thing is, didn't South Carolina just pass like some double uh, redundant law about like we really really don't like gay marriage? Wackily, I can't believe you're asking this question. We did this Why? as an intro topic like two weeks ago, and it was North Carolina. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Uh, this is South Carolina. It's, South Carolina is just much different than North Carolina. I have no idea. That shows how Wasn't much that attention. Long ago? We... I thought it was this past week, but no, we did it like... all this gay marriage stuff. Everybody's got gay marriage on the brain. Well, remember the Obama's uh, we... getting gay married, and remember we played the clip of that pastor that was saying, "If your kid's gay, punch him in the face." Yeah, I remember that. Part. That was that was a North Carolina pastor. Oh, all right, fair enough. All right, well then I can just get into the story. <laughs> 
There's a third topic, but I'll just get into it as as I'm doing it. Obviously, this happened in South Carolina, as I've been saying. It, you know, it's funny. I, I was talking to my brother last night, and I was like, so, dude, what do you think of Obama's announcement this week? I mean, it's groundbreaking. And he was like, really? What do you say? Oh, like, you didn't even hear about that. He, he, You're telling he, me not, so. It's not even just that Jeff doesn't pay attention to the news. You're telling me nobody came into his gay bar and said anything. No, what happened was people came into the gay bar. We're talking about it, and Jeff was oblivious. Just oblivious. He was just like, "No, what happened?" I was like, "Well, he yeah. said that uh, he supports gay marriage." He's like, "Really? Oh, that's cool." They're talking <laughs> about it, and what's going on in Jeff's head is. Oh, Max Payne 3 comes out this week. I wonder when that's going to come. He did. He, we, spoke, we spoke more at length about Max Payne 3 than we did about Obama announcing that I know uh, Jeff. he supports Who knows Jeff? I know, <laughs> you I know, know Jeff. Jeff's you brain do know works. Jeff. <laughs> but this story doesn't even have anything to do with gay marriage. It's just that at I confused all. North and South Carolina. So I'm going right. to move on with it. But uh, So they're drinking. Calvin Bernard Hill, who's 54, uh, and uh, his friend is unnamed because his friend is the victim, and uh, a female who was just an acquaintance of the duo, they call them the duo, which is pretty gay, she's also not named because she's not didn't do anything criminal. She was just driving her PT Cruiser. So they're not the dynamic duo. They're just the duo? They're just a duo. Okay. <laughs> There's like, some dynamism in the story. But the uh, depressing they're duo. coming back from this party. The other guy's 41. We do know his age. Uh, he's the 41 year old victim. They're coming back from this party. They're drinking, have been drinking, probably still drinking in the back of the PT Cruiser, which is a great car, especially to c- commit this kind of a heinous it's a good act. car for drinking and driving, though. Cruising around the back. Calvin got into a an altercation with the 41 year old victim in the cruiser. Yeah, they got into a verbal altercation about who can have the most sex. Ooh. A tussling match ensued, and for people from South Carolina, I'll rephrase that, a tussling match. Uh, and the other guy, the victim, ended up being stabbed. So, okay, uh, okay, hold on a second. What's the difference between wrestling, fighting, and tussling? There's not enough room in a PT Cruiser to full-on wrestle or fight. You can only really tussle. So is tussle a couple slaps, maybe grabs, try to throw a punch? You kind of, you know, imagine being in a PT Cruiser. I'm doing the visual for you. Nobody can see it because we don't do a video <laughs> podcast. But it's, like, it's, it's, it is very You can't uh, descriptive. get full-on, like, Greco-Roman-style wrestling, and you can't, you're not, like, sparring boxing. You're, you're like, tussling. You're sitting next to each other. You're not really facing each other. So it's, Maybe, it's, some, it's, maybe it's, some rabbit punches to the neck, that kind of shit. Okay, so it's almost like a, you're, 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 you know, you're ecstatic, and you're wild, and you're just throwing punches everywhere in, that you can in that confined space. It's kind of a confined space yeah, yeah. thing. That's why you're tussling. Okay, you're tussling in if, the if space. You were, if you were out in, in the open, you might tussle with somebody because you're not really seriously fighting with them. Maybe you're like kind of horsing about, grabas, mm-hmm. as your brother would call it. But maybe in the PT Cruiser, in the back of the PT Cruiser, you are actually very angry, angry but all you can do is tussle because you're There's in a confined space. There's not enough room space. to fight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then he gets, and then he gets stabbed. <laughs> Don't tussle with knives. And uh, the victim recalled this that he was bleeding profusely when he was found by uh, the cop showed up, and the cop is the identified as the cop is identified as. Wait for it, Captain Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Did he? Was he dressed like a pirate? <laughs> was he wearing <laughs> I think the his outfit? Name was just Captain Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, unfortunately named guy, and he's a captain. Maybe, I mean, maybe, what's uh, what's next after? God, captain? that must just be a Major? running joke. Lieutenant, I think. Lieutenant. That, that yeah, must be just a right. running joke, though, with the family. I bet you he he's hates. Just trying, I bet you he hates trying. rum. He's just trying so hard to make the next rank. Because then, then it won't be a joke at all, Lieutenant Morgan. Oh, and he's oh, probably not allowed to have a mustache. <laughs> well, all you know. cops have mustaches. I know, but about? I mean, if he has a mustache... A cop it, without a mustache? It's crazy tough. He definitely can't have long hair, that's for sure. No, he can't have a big floppy hat or boots. Yeah, he can't wear a hat with a feather in it. It's bullshit. He can't have a Very hook. Very limiting. Or he can't Dude, have a hook, he had a hook or a parrot. If he had a hook or a parrot, he'd be fucked. At that point, you might as well just become a pirate. Yeah. <laughs> just, just buy a boat. Just give up the badge. Just buy say, a boat. It. I'm now recruit, a buccaneer. <laughs> recruit some, some lowlifes. <laughs> and then just, go get blown out of the water by the Coast Guard. Just live a seafaring life. Get a busty sea wench. Plunder. Why not? I'm pro busty sea wench. You can't really be a pirate like in America, though. Go to Somalia. Even there, I mean, now you're moving in the competition and you can't, like, you're just starting out. Like, the professional Somalian pirates are going to eat your lunch. And it sucks because they have machine guns and speedboats. Like, if you had, like, a huge galley that was going with your cannons and your <laughs> and your cutlasses, it's not going to, you're not going to be able to compete. No. You need to be more like a pirate reenactment guy at that point. Yeah, just go work for Disney World. Like those World. Civil War Go to Disney World. Dudes. That's true. You could work at Disney World. Pirates of the Caribbean. There you go. Uh, Hill, the the guy, the guy who's the stabber, he threw the knife away after the incident, stating, I can't go down for this. <laughs> and then he, when the cops questioned him, he said, that man stabbed himself. <laughs> they, um, they're holding him on $10,000 bond, which isn't very much, but it's a lot when you live in South Carolina. So you, you know the saddest part about this? Now the duo has been split apart. I'm sure they'll be friends again. They don't even say how deep the stab wound is. They just say he was bleeding profusely. But, you know, a small cut can you can get a lot of bleeding for. The reason I told this story is because it's actually uh, a parable. (laughs) It's it's meant to teach a lesson. Guys should stop bragging about sex to their friends. Or, or you know, like, I don't really care if you had sex. You know, like, oh, great. Maybe when you're young and nobody has had sex and like one dude has sex, then everybody's like, oh, you fucked that cheerleader. Like, what? tell me about it, man. How does that even work? But yeah, um, yeah that's interesting. If you're going to talk about sex after, you know, the age of 25 or something, then um, it's either got, it's got to be one of two things. I fucked this girl we both know who you never would have spe- expected me to fuck. That's a good story, right? Or no, I'd want to hear that, especially because then I'd have a lot that. of questions for you. Or, you know, what I'll call um, the Scott from Iowa defense. <laughs> like, if you fucked a girl that I don't know, randomly you met her at a bar, and you take her back to your fucker, and she, like, shits all over your apartment. Like, I definitely want to hear that well, story. That, that's what I was going to say. The, the, the second point would be the something really weird happened. Like, that, yeah. that, that's when I would, because normally it's like, I don't sit here and like brag about, oh, I had sex with this girl last night that I picked up from the bar. It's usually I'd be like, dude, something really weird happened. It has to be unique. Yeah. And, and from here on out, I'm putting everybody I know on notice. That includes people calling into the show or emailing the show. If you tell me a boring sex story, 
I'm going to tell you about the last shit I took. <laughs> Even if it was the most mundane <laughs> shit ever. Because I don't have sex, so I have nothing to counter with. Not, not I don't have sex not by choice, but it's just not happening. But I do shit, and it's just as mundane when I take a normal shit. But do you achieve you know, orgasm with every shit? No, I don't. Well, I could just tell you about the last time I beat off to the internet. If you really want to hear about that, like, wow, man, I downloaded, I streamed this video the other day. It was, uh, you know, Sasha Gray or whatever. And wow, she was really sucking that dick. Like, there's no tomorrow. Sadly, I'm I just could... beating off and I'm beating, and then I put some lotion on my hand and then I'm even beating off better. And then I got this, uh, a Kleenex and I just blew my load right into the Kleenex. And then, uh, oh man, you're going to love this part. I took the Kleenex and I threw it in the toilet. You know, if you started great. doing that, basically this show would be from the Ville. I don't know if. It's <laughs> <laughs> but see, even Steele, even Steele realizes that we don't want to just hear about him beating up. We want to hear about him staring at himself in his own mirror in the dorm room and beating up, which is weird. In, in, directly into the sink where he brushes his teeth. I, you know, I totally agree with you. I, actually, I'm going to second Wackerly on that. Fully support you on that. People, if you're going to call in and tell us a sex story, something weird has got to happen. Because who cares? Who I cares that, if you I think get the late? listeners generally understand that. They do. But um, I just think guys... And I understand, too. Because if you're a guy and it's you, like, it is the greatest thing ever. Like, I got fucking laid. It's awesome. I'm going to tell everyone. But, like, people don't really care. Well, you know, the thing is, like, if you if uh, you told me you got laid last night, I'd be like, high five. Good for you. I don't yeah, know, yeah. I mean, for <laughs> me, for me, it'd be a miracle. Because you'd be like, oh, my God, Wackerly fucking shagged a bird at the bar. Yeah. But uh, if you're the type of guy who gets laid all the time and, like, you just, uh, you know, every time you're out, you're like, oh, yeah. She, oh, her hair was red. Oh, great. It's <laughs> okay. funny to me, though, that these two guys would get in an argument about how many girls they've shagged and how many, how many times they've been laid. I mean, it's you like, caught, really? You, you need to argue out. about that? Yeah, you caught me out. I kind of misdirected what the story is really about. They, they, they were arguing about who can have the most, who can, which means in the future, have the most sex, which is a strange thing to Wait, argue okay, about. Okay, not who had the most sex, who could physically have more sex? Who knows? The article doesn't go into detail, and neither of these guys... Because, yeah, there's very there's a lot of parameters, right? Yeah, but like, if you think about it, this is almost like, you know, like uh, two walruses going at it for, like, male, the, you know, fighting over male prowess. Like, who, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm the alpha male. No, I'm the alpha male. It's like, do, do dudes really do that? Do you think they were trying to win the affection of this woman who was driving the PT Cruiser? That's kind of what I think. I think they were vying for the affection of the PT Cruiser driver. Which, once again, makes me wonder, what does that phrase, can have the most sex, can fuck the longest, can have the most orgasms in a night, can fuck one woman the most times, can have the fuck the most number of women? I mean, I want to know what the hell they were arguing about. And I hope to God they defined these parameters, but being from South Carolina... I, I, yeah, South Carolina and being completely inebriated in the back of a PT cruiser. I mean, come on. If you're going to tussle and, and and knives are going to be brought out, at least know what you're arguing about, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I doubt the, uh, the, the argument here was all that intelligent, but who knows? If I was the moderator of the South Carolina PT cruiser debate club, there would have been some ground rules laid down. I would like to think that the PT Cruiser driver just left and didn't have sex with either one of these guys. Genetic dead ends. That's all I got to say. I, I don't think she had sex with either of them. <laughs> that's true. 
People, you can decide who won episode 330 here. Go vote. Sickandwrongpodcast.com. Wackily, we got to get to some phone calls here. And uh, we do have one email, actually. Some guys look asking for, not advice, but just uh, some recommendations. About my two cents or just general questions? No, this is general. I don't think this is really my two cents. It's just recommendations right. about how to survive uh, the tenderloin. So we'll get to that in a second. But before we right. get to our first phone call, here's a word from adamandeve.com. Ah, hello there. As a busy young professional couple, we were most pleased to avail of the promotional offer that Sick and Wrong has arranged with Adam and Eve. Taking advantage of coupon code DIDDLE, we purchased both a Vicky Quickie Pocket Pussy and an Emperor 8-inch Vibrating Dildo. Now, whenever the horn takes us, we delegate our tawdry acts to the machines by inserting the luxuriously strong Emperor Dildo into the tight folds of the Pocket Pussy we let our artificial organs fulfill their purpose while we get on with the more important things in life. More wine, dear? Why, yes. I don't mind if I do, my dear. If you aspire to the kind of lifestyle that we enjoy, why not come with us, not literally, as we visit adamandeve.com and enter coupon code DIDDLE upon checkout. You'll receive 50% off, free gifts that you can donate to creepy Uncle Steve, but most importantly, peace of mind as you offload your sex lives to some plastic parts. Cheers. Cheers. So, actually, we uh, do have somewhat of a theme here with uh, this week's show. We have two phone calls that involved a de- that, that involved a deceased deer. So, um, okay, somewhat of a theme. So, let's, let's play the first one here. Hello, Lance from D. Uh, a little commuter carnage this morning. A little sick and wrong action. I was driving in Metropolitan Washington D.C. this morning and was crossing a three-lane highway. Uh, a deer apparently crossed ahead of me. There were cop cars there. And there was about an eight-foot-high fence with the spikes on top. The deer apparently crossed the highway, tried to jump the eight-foot-high fence, didn't make it, came down, landed, Ooh. and impaled itself under the jaw, came out the skull, and was hanging from the fence. Two police officers were on the site to figure out what to do. They looked a little perplexed. <laughs> anyway, a uh, little commuter shock there. People are stopping and gaping. I kind of wanted to take a picture, send you guys, but I wasn't going to hold the traffic any further, so I didn't do that. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, a sick and wrong sight on my way to work this morning, and I thought I'd share. Well, thanks take for sharing. Thanks for the call, but you get one demerit for not taking a picture. You always hold up traffic for the show. Yeah, well, thanks for sharing there. It's always good to have a good story. You know, I wonder, did he say where he's from? Did he say where he was commuting in? Washington, D.C. Was it D- Washington, D.C.? Okay, so there's some significant traffic there. So people are probably stuck, and they're, they're forced to just stare at this deer probably for 10 minutes, 5 minutes. They're stuck because of the deer. Yeah, but you don't think there's a, I bet you there's a significant amount of traffic in Washington, right, D.C.? Right, but this is the kind of shit, as somebody who's done this kind of a commute for a long period of time, this is the kind of shit that causes the traffic. I mean, thick traffic, if it's moving, is fine. This is the kind of shit that makes thick traffic 
crawl, even worse. Slow to a crawl. Yeah. So then, but, but what I'm saying, you're probably in traffic already. Something like this occurs. Now you're just stuck. And you're stuck, and you're going to have to look at this grotesque impaled deer for probably, what, 10 minutes? Because some dumbasses are, like, seeing their rubbernecking in front of you. Yeah. Exactly, that's I would exactly be so annoyed. Happened. I mean, I always wonder about that. Actually, I mean, if you're the kind of if you're commuting every day, this is the kind of this would be like the highlight of your commuting week. Well, because you're probably going to be least. in traffic anyway. Yeah, yeah. I always I wonder mean, about that. Something's going to stop the traffic, and sometimes it's like a sock fell out of a car and blew across the road, and everybody's stopping to look at the sock. Or, uh, the worst is, you know, there's a construction truck and like everybody's got a rubberneck because there's a construction guy there. But like a de- a deer hanging from its impaled head. Yeah, at least that'd stuff. be kind of cool to see. The yeah. the worst is when you're sitting there in traffic. This happens in Los Angeles all the time. I bet you it happens three times a day every day. You're sitting there and you're just not moving at all. You're like, what the fuck? Why? Is everything stuck? Why are we not moving? And you're not moving for 20 minutes, 25 minutes, 30 minutes. You finally start moving a little bit and you get up there and you're like, okay, there better be a gnarly accident. There better be a severed head sticking in a windshield and a headless corpse, you know, just like laying on the pavement and blood everywhere. And you finally get up there and it's, it's they're just closing a lane for construction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that happens. I, I like, it's so I like anticlimactic. The, I like the randomly broken down car. Like, not smashed, just like, oh, my car stopped working in the middle of rush hour. Oh, God, it's, <laughs> uh, there's, nothing that, there's nothing more infuriating than that. And you're just stuck dealing with that. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. All right, so uh, the second deer story here is kind of a prank with a deer. A prank on a deer or Holy with a deer? Holy shit, guys. I got a fun one for you. Uh, so about... Four months ago in Seattle, Washington, uh, South Center at the mall, me and my friend actually, well, we kind of came across this dead deer on Vashon. I love how these guys hang out at the mall. You remember Wait a minute. That? Wait, wait, wait. I'm a little scared. Why? Hanging out at the mall? Well, they found a dead deer and they live in Washington State. So there's another theme. The other one was from oh, Washington yeah. State. This is from Washington that. State. You never want to. You don't want to be an animal around a person in Washington State. It's the bestiality capital of the states, right there. Okay, that's it. Yeah, it is. I mean, I'm I'm surprised. I wonder how this deer died. That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> I went, but the deer was you know, hit and uh, by a car naturally, okay. and uh, it was pregnant. And uh, by the way, the deer got hit, uh, kind of shaved off all of the the outside of the. I don't know, right side of its stomach, I guess. But a little baby deer had come out of that. So me and my friend, being sick and wrong fucks, we decided to uh, dress up this little baby deer in baby's clothing. And then we took said deer into a movie theater. I think it was fucking some retarded Disney movie. I can't even remember. But we went in, and we left the baby in the carrier, the deer, in the baby's clothes, in a baby's carrier, on the seat, in the theater. Then we called the police <laughs> and said that there was a sick baby in the theater. It was pretty funny to watch from across the street, and uh, it made a couple headlines locally. But, uh, you know, figured it was sick and wrong, and uh, love the show. Keep it sick, keep it wrong. Uh, diddle. Later. Wow. Nobody, what, where nobody do you think... says the coupon code anymore. 
Where, where, where do you think they got the baby clothes? Did they just have them on, like, a back pocket? Or oh, like... <laughs> I was going to say that I thought this was bullshit, but then he mentions there's articles, so we could actually do some fact-checking. Yeah, we could. It's amazing if he really did this. Well, it's pretty amazing that they actually dressed this baby deer's corpse. But once in, again, in... This, is two, this is 2012. Take a picture with your cell phone camera. Yeah, I know, exactly. On, I don't dude. see why they didn't do that. You know, it's funny. It, it makes me think about when I was a kid and, like, you know, in, in Bay City, Michigan, there's nothing to do. So you would just get high and go walk around the mall. Yeah. And I would totally do something very similar to what this guy did. I don't know if I'd dress it in baby clothes, but I would have probably dragged it and, like, threw it in the Kmart dressing room or something. <laughs> you know, I would have done something like that or like snuck it in somewhere. I would have done. You got to put it inside your jacket is the problem. I mean, it's, I guess it's small because it's probably like a fetus. I mean, I definitely would have done something. That's why I can kind of relate to these guys. Like it's something I would have done. I just, the baby clothes throws me off. Like, I don't know where they would have got that. Like I wouldn't have, that never would have occurred to me. Like, dude, baby deer, let's get a little jumper. Let's go. It's ma- and, uh, it definitely makes it funnier. Oh, it I mean, is. They probably really just went funny. into Walmart and bought like the cheapest onesie you could find. It was probably three bucks. I wonder. You know what? You know what I would have done? I would have tried to put it in like the mall fountain or something. <laughs> just floating in the fountain, <laughs> right? But it would have been immediately it. found, and, and it would. You know, it, I think it's funnier that that the cops come and they're looking for a baby, and they see what looks like a baby, and then they think like, "Holy shit, it's a racerhead baby!" Because gr- it's all gross and deformed. It's great that it was a kids' movie too. I, I wonder. And what, what was the? Is there like a Pixar movie that just came out? There's a Pixar movie that's going to come out. I'm sure there is something. There's probably some. There's always a current kids movie. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It was you know uh, the Lorax maybe. I, I love how they call the cops. So we have one. We have one more call here that um, came in from some guy who's talking about pranks. Another another prankster. We have some merry pranksters that listen to this show. I generally hate pranks, but I do like that baby deer one. Yeah. Now I like that baby deer one. Hey, what's up, Dean Lance, man? This Big Papa Smurf from Texas, man. On the phone, that's my name, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm, Big I'm Papa Smurf. Thing, but you guys look like, sound like y'all enjoy a good prank, so I'm going to tell you something. Me and my boys did that. We smoked the blunt, man. Here you go. We was chilling by the pool, hiding the mug, you know. My boy got sleepy, fell to sleep by the pool. So, you know, the firecrackers, mad dogs? Well, I, I really don't care if you know them or not. But so... Wait, what's he talking about? Firecracker Mad Dogs? Or Mad Dogs, Mad Dog with a firecracker? <laughs> He's try- I mean, we know about like black cats. and they- this Oh, it's, is something a, they have it's in a Texas, type of firecracker. You know, mad, a type of firecracker that's a mad dog. All right. We tied them hoes to his leg by a string, gave him a good five inches, you know, so he wouldn't blow his leg off or nothing. And we lit him. The look of terror in his face when them hoes went off, man, it was priceless, bro. He was laughing like dumbasses, but that's not even the best part. <laughs> The best part is the next day when we go, we uh we smoked another one, and I had a black, you know, you gotta like smoke black after I get high. So we were standing on the corner, I was smoking my black. I gotta say, I would never smoke weed with this dude. What's a black? I mean, I, I know this guy's black, but he says he smoked a black after he gets high. Is that like a cigarillo or something, or like a ch- clove? Must be like a clove or some kind of cigarette. But I, you know, this is the last guy I would want to get high with. Why? He sounds yeah, fun. Just don't fall asleep. You never know, though. You never know if you're going to get a firecracker shoved down your pants. I, you know, I don't know. Let, let's see what happens here. Left, and so we saw a cop had a guy pulled over, and so I lit one, 
and I threw it under the car. And, the, and right before I went off, I said, look out, he's got a gun. Uh, yeah, but to make a long story short, we had to run over to the cop to keep him from busting the cap. And old dude, he had pulled over. And uh, technically, you're not supposed to have firecrackers in the city limits. So he let us off with a warning. Yeah, it was just hilarious to us. So that's my prank, man. All right, then. Yeah, I'm not ever going to get high with this guy. Well, you know what, D? That dude does not live in Austin, so you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> he probably lives in West Texas or Fort Worth or uh, Houston. Although... black guys and live in Houston. I got to say, and you're going to remember this, too. I can understand lighting fireworks by a cop. Did you remember that in college when I lit those bottle rockets and it went and exploded right on the hood of the <laughs> cop, and he basically just pulled right into our driveway? Yeah, I do yeah. remember this. That, that that was I understand. I, I you know, and I was actually really stoned at the time as well. I thought it was a good <laughs> idea just to launch bottle rockets right into the street. And right when I did it, a cop drove up the street and it just exploded on the hood of his car. And then he like pulled into our driveway and I think I ran inside and hid in the closet. Did you? Who who dealt with that? This is always funny. And don't get me wrong. I was very much a runner when the cops came <laughs> I to think our we all communal ran. house. Because it's like, what? go talk to the landlord. I don't fucking own this place. Uh, but somebody always had to be the voice of reason and say, oh, it was, a, it was an accident. And we know we're not supposed to have these. It was usually the most sober person, right? Yeah. You know, I want to say it was our friend Andy, but I don't quite remember. I just remember as soon as it went off and I saw the cop and I was like, oh, fuck. He didn't even stop. He just pulled right it. You were launching it into traffic. Yeah. And you didn't notice that the next car in traffic was Was a cop. cop. Yeah. I wasn't doing it intentionally just to fuck with the pigs. It just, oh, shit. And then we just run in the house. And I think whoever was sober ends up giving up. I had a bag of bottle rock, just gave it to him. (laughs) We got like a warning or something. We also we used to we had that plastic bunny head that we would just put in the middle, and that was a busy, busy street. I mean, it was a yeah, major was, traffic was a major thoroughfare trend. in Ann Arbor, and we would just stick that rat, that white plastic rabbit head out there, you know, like the Easter Bunny. Yeah, and it was just, just getting to, nailed. It would get nailed, and <laughs> people would swerve and almost die. But we were on drugs, so it was funny. Yeah, that, that, that's what people do on drugs. But no, you know, have you ever been with the that, guys? No, 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 D. That's what assholes do on drugs. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but lots you... of people on drugs are perfectly socially responsible. But what I'm saying is there's always that one guy you get high with that's just gonna freak you out. He's the guy that you're tripping with. He's gonna do something completely fucked up just to fuck with you. Just to fuck yeah. with you. And this this dude is one of those guys. Like I remember You used to be one of those guys. That's what the whole point of your story just That's told. how I know the type so well. <laughs> because I was one of those guys. Um People call the Sick or Wrong uh, podcast at 206-666-3846. We always do love to hear about a good a good prank, especially involving fucking with someone when you're stoned. Or Your sister is animal. big on that still, fucking with people when they're fucked up. My sister fucks with people all the time, though. You yeah. have to be fucked up. I think she dials it up, though. Oh, she definitely does. Like, if, if you're fucked up, she's going to be the first person to spray you with, like, a garden hose or something. Yeah. Or stick like Believe some. Believe me, I know. Stick some food in your jacket pocket. Yeah, that too. Yeah, oh, that's terrible. So, actually, we got one email here to the Cigarong Podcast at hotmail.com address. Uh, this came in from uh, Chris from Tucson. 
Chris says, hello, sick and wrong. I will be traveling to the Bay Area next month to see the Death to All tour. I don't know about that tour. I wonder who's playing it. I don't either. I noticed that the Regency Ballroom is right next to the Tenderloin. And unfortunately, I bought my plane and show tickets before I noticed. You know, I hate seeing shows at the Regency. So, dude, I don't even know where it is. It's uh, up Van Ness. It's kind of on the edge of the Tenderloin. It's like up Van Ness and like Pine. It's like past Hemlock. Right on the corner yeah, from Hemlock. never been there. It's a horrible venue. Sound is just awful. I've seen Guar there like twice. Some Motorhead and Danzig there once. But the yeah, sound is terrible. It's all about the band and the crowd. I mean, don't don't ruin this guy's plan. I'm not going to say that. It's going to be a fun show. They have a lot of good metal shows. Maybe they've fixed the sound since the last time I was there, but it's a big open space. It's a cool old theater. Like yeah. Janis Joplin used to play there back in the day. Hendrix played there. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. a cool old theater. But it's just they, they need to update the sound to make it sound better. Even Danzig was like, sounds like shit in here. Shut up, little man, and just play. <laughs> um, so he bought his plane tickets and his show tickets before he noticed. After listening to the podcast for a few years, the constant stories of crackheads and toothless prostitutes instantly popped into his mind. Stepping in bum shit or getting stabbed makes for a horrible vacation. Preferably, I would love to stick to the nice, clean tourist areas. God, that's not fun. <laughs> no. But now I'm going to have to take the BART from my hotel near the airport to the Civic Center and then either walk or take the bus to the Regency. I'm not sure which one is more dangerous. So I'm seeking your advice. What's the best way to negotiate the Tenderloin while alone? And are those bus and BART stories common? Are the prostitutes discounted? I'm only going to be in the area for a night. And then I'll be able to spend the second day of my vacation in the white-friendly areas where the only thing I'll have to worry about is the smell of the sea lions. Thanks for the great <laughs> show, Chris from Tucson. Dude, you are such a pussy. Such a pussy. Where's your Where's your sense of adventure? Come on, man. <laughs> well, we have built up the tenderloin as being Somalia or something. Although I gotta say, if he's taking a train to Civic Center Bart and then walking up from there, you're gonna be walking right through the roughest parts of the loin. I'd say. Uh, it depends if you stick to Van Ness. Even then, there's a lot of crackheads, but not as much crime down by down by Civic Center, right? I would say try and get a cab, get out of the BART and maybe try and get a cab right there at the Civic Center up up Van Ness or uh, go one BART station further. This is commuting talk with sick and wrong. It's very like straightforward. <laughs> go up to Powell and then cut back high up in the Tenderloin. The high the Tenderloin's a hill, and one thing that crackheads and criminals don't like to do is walk uphill and get exercise. So the higher you go up the hill, the less crackheads and, and prostitutes and, and you know dirty syringes are uh, in your path. So the old Sick and Wrong studio was on O'Farrell and Larkin. And O'Farrell, I would say, is the border of where the Tenderloin gets, starts to get really shitty. Like, it's that's like where halfway the crack- up the hill. Yeah, so it's like any street south of O'Farrell... You probably want to avoid, like Turk and Eddie. All those streets down there, are, are, are they're very right. gnarly. That's where the crackheads sleep at night. That's where they shit at night. That's where they stab each other and smoke their crack at night. Whereas you start going further up, like to Geary and then all the, and like, uh, and Post and all those streets above O'Farrell, that's where white people live. And the cops yeah. don't allow them to, like, camp out over there. Generally, anywhere you are in San Francisco, if you feel like you're in a sketchy area, just look the, for the uphill direction and go that way. And you'll be good. The Tenderloin, you know, the, the, you know what blows my mind about the Tenderloin? 
the chance of walking out of your house, like where I used to live in the Tenderloin, the chances of me walking out of my apartment and stepping in human feces, I would say would be 70 to 80%. You know, there's yeah. probably, you know, there's and that's a, even on O'Farrell and higher. So, so one piece of advice, this guy wear closed toed shoes. I mean, he's going to <laughs> don't wear sandals, don't wear Tevas or Birkenstocks but or anything like that. What's funny is I was reading an article today and they said the average price for a one bedroom apartment right now in San Francisco is $2,600. So there's studios probably going for $1,900 in that area where you could walk out and step in human feces. Yeah. It blows yeah, my mind. True. Blows my mind that it's that expensive. And it's you're living chain, in, dude. And they're getting they're getting Twitter, they're getting uh they got Facebook, they're getting uh uh Zynga <laughs> all these businesses, tech businesses. Are they even tech social media? But the tenderloin still hasn't cleaned up. That's my point. I mean the tenderloin still is as disgusting as it was when an apartment was six hundred bucks a month. Now that it, same apartment, like my, my apartment that I had, the old Sigurong studio was $900 a month, which is a lot for how small that place was. That place is now going for 1600 a month. No, it'll never clean up. And just it's still, because, you can still just get because rents are high, that has no bearing on the city like yeah. cleaning that area up. And furthermore, if they cleaned it up, where would all the vagrants go? Oakland, that's what they need to do. Put them on a bus, <laughs> send them to Oakland, or put them they on Bum like Island. It. That's <laughs> Oakland's not good though because there aren't as many tourists walking around that you can uh, you can spare change from. Do you want me to go off on Bum Island again? Because I will. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I agree with. No, I don't disagree with Bum Island. It just that's going to take some uh, a political will. Yeah, that doesn't exist. But Chris, you know, seriously, where's your sense of adventure, dude? Go check out the Hemlock. There's a bunch of good bars in the Tenderloin, and it's a fun place to be. And the fact of the matter is, most crackheads aren't going to attack you because they're so fucked up. They I'm going to point out that Chris is from Tucson. He's from Tucson. Dude, <laughs> you know how to deal with like the mass of crystal meth tweakers in Tucson? It's much You'll worse. be fine. Yeah, you're going to be fine. Just enjoy San Francisco for what it is. And, de- and definitely go check out the mission. The mission has a whole other realm of being scary. 16th Mission? <laughs> yeah. yeah, It's totally right. different. Uh, people- and, uh, you know, while you're here, go to the Fisherman's Wharf, too, because that's also funny <laughs> for a different reasons. People, you can email the show at stickaroundpodcast at hotmail.com. Do not go to Hunter's Point. <laughs> I will yeah. say that. Avoid that one. Uh, that's, that's a dire warning. Do not go to the Bayview or Hunter's Point. I know we say this every week, but we do appreciate when you subscribe, rate, and comment the show. Comment on, on the show on iTunes. Um, it, it actually really does help us out, and it boosts our exposure. Majority of people listen through iTunes, so if you go to iTunes every week and you download the show from there and you listen through there, you're gonna get us. You're gonna boost our ratings. So we appreciate that, and we encourage you to subscribe as many times as you can. And the other thing, the best way to support the show is to buy a T-shirt because that keeps the show going. It gives us money, and we like that. We like money. We don't ask for donations, but we do like when you buy our product and wear our shirts. Uh, right now, we only have extra large and larges available. I actually sent out a few shirts today. Um, there's only a few uh, larges and extra larges left, and I think it's going to be a collector's tee, Wackerly. Don't you think so? So we're not going to make another batch, you're saying? I don't know. I mean, I think uh, the Quado tee, this is like the second or third printing of it. I think it's the second printing. It's going to be the collector's tee. Because think about it. Long after the show is over... And both of us have perished in like uh, some autoerotic asphyxiation mishap. 
You know, one of the people that bought this shirt will wear this shirt to their grandson's high school graduation or their granddaughter's quinceanera. And some wide-eyed kid will be like, Pep, Pep, what does sick and wrong mean? And then they're going to like sit there and, and the guy will be like, I don't remember. I'm old. <laughs> I did a lot of drugs in my day and... This is the only clean t-shirt I had to come to your birthday. Second what? <laughs> who? What Second are, who are you, small Second child? Who shot who in the what now? <laughs> anyway, people, go buy a Sick and Wrong Quad OT while you still can. com slash store. Uh, Wackley Sick and Wrong Song of the Week came in from uh, one of my favorite listeners, Kitty Diddy Mao. Kitty. Sent in a link to a song called Without Jew by Rucka Rucka Ali. You know who that guy is? No. He's Maybe ra- I do. He's, like a, he's rather prolific with his racist doggerel. It's all over the <laughs> internet. You heard it? Some of his songs are good. I think he's hit or miss for the most part. But I do like this song. This- he makes the videos with all the, like, the weird pictures clipped together, and then he's rapping over he's it. He's rapping over it. Oh, yeah. I, I like that guy. I think I've disparaged him in the past but i do think he's funny i actually i think he's i think he's kind of funny uh did you you know speaking of second wrong news uh kitty and doc her fiance are um two frequent forum posters uh very popular on the forum do you see the pictures on facebook of doc's eye yes it's probably one of the gnarliest black eyes i think i've ever seen some guy sucker punched him at the bar in chico apparently Wow, God. You know, Doc, I hope you're doing all right, man. Um, I'm going to dedicate this song to you because maybe, maybe, I don't know if that guy was a Jew. He probably wasn't (laughs) a Jew that knocked you out like that. Jews don't tend to do that. But they do. Some of them do. You never know. uh, Who's the Jewish wrestler? Goldberg. Goldberg. Goldberg (laughs) would do something like that. He definitely would. Uh, Maybe Andy Kaufman might. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna end the show. Dedicate this one to Doc. Hope, hopefully your eyes uh, your eyes healed by now. I don't know. The song's called "Without You." It's by Rucka Rucka Ali. And people, I recommend you checking out the video for it. It's it's pretty good. Uh, people will be back next week with episode three thirty one. Till then, take it sleazy. Good night. My one vision in this life is for the world where free ones fight without you. Without you.
just one race should be here. White people that have blonde hair, Vita is blue. Vita is blue. Vita is Bye.